0: hello my name is Tomi Rotimi you already know who I am but if you don't know I run a fashion label here in Lagos Nigeria called exclamations I've been running this proudly Nigerian premium ready-to-wear brand for the past 18 years so I think I know a thing or two Happy, happy Easter my people happy Easter I do realize that some of us may be listening to this after the Easter celebrations, however the message of the season is still relevant all year round, so happy Easter to us all. Before going into the topic proper, I just want to mention real quick that there is a promotion going on right now for the online course how to start a ready to wear label in Nigeria. I've received a lot of messages from people saying that with all the time they have in their hands, would I consider consider opening registration again after we had closed it in February. So I thought that was a good idea. Let's open it again so that people can take advantage of all the time that um, the lockdown has provided. So if you're interested, please go to www.tomirotimi.com to register, especially while the promotion is on. However, promotion ends soon. Promotion ends at the end of today, but registration is still open even after today. So if you want to take advantage of the 20% discount off the course right now, go to www.tomiritomi.com and register now. However, if you just want to take your time and take it some other time, no problem. Registration remains open For the lockdown period anyway that's that's that we're going straight into the topic for today now thank you guys for the overwhelming subscription for the last episode and the number of listens we got was really encouraging really really encouraging it gladdens my heart to know that people are open to new streams of income um i did promise that this was going to be a three-part series So today we are taking a second part um i know i mentioned that the second part was going to be myths around um starting a a secondary business um but you know i've tweaked the title a little bit now and i'm going to call this one mistakes mistakes around your secondary stream of income mistakes people tend to make when considering a new business or mistakes people tend to make even while running a new business. So we're going to take about five or six points today. Um, This one is pretty important. So please take your pen and your paper and take notes or at least um, listen to this over and over again because this is really important. Now, the very first mistake I see people make when starting a new business, a mistake I have made myself and there is a natural Um, Tendency to make this mistake, so you really need to be aware, and that's why I have made it my first point. The first mistake I see people make is in the area of time management. Time management when people are trying to start a new business or a new stream of income, I find that they invest a lot of time and resources in this new business, and sometimes. Sometimes they cannibalize their existing business. They do all this at the risk of their existing business. You know, um, like I said, there's a natural tendency because it is a new business and it comes with all the excitement and, you know, everything that comes with starting something new and you lose focus for a minute. You lose focus. So this is a risk we cannot afford to compromise our existing business and we cannot afford to risk um, losing or cannibalizing our existing business so we really need to have the presence of mind to manage our times wisely okay one of the things you can do which i did was i am um, i got a staff if you can afford it i got a staff who really, I, I, I gave her the title of a, an exec, executive assistant, a personal assistant. And all she was to do was to help me, um, support me more or less with my new business. And the reason why I needed that support was because I knew that if I did everything myself, I was going to risk losing focus. And if I was going to do everything myself, I was going to risk putting all my efforts into this new business and ignoring my existing business which definitely still needs attention you know our existing businesses for the purpose of this they're still really our cash cows so they're probably the ones you know financing this your new gig so don't ignore it please um and like i said there's a natural tendency to do this so your time management skills are extremely important in this regard you know i've made this mistake before and it was a huge mistake huge huge mistake it's part of the problems i haven't had in 2016 so i learned the hard way um so please manage your time wisely and don't cannibalize your existing business because you are trying to start a new business okay number two another mistake i find people make with um the new business is a lot of people treat their new business like it's a hobby i see this all the time you treat it like it's a hobby so you don't do enough research you know there's there's so much knowledge to gain when starting a new business it is a new business you don't know everything so you need to invest as much time in dreaming up dreaming up This new business, you need to invest just as much time in actually gaining knowledge and understanding of this new business. So, you know, it's not too much for you to research. It's not too much for you to, you know, take a course, right? It's not too much for you, even in your spare time, to understudy um, a mentor, somebody who is already doing this um, well. You know, so that's another problem I see. People treat it with so much um, laxity and people treat it with with so much, like, like they're running a hobby, you know, and you forget that this potentially can um, augment your income. And most definitely, if you don't treat it right, you can lose a lot of money and you can also run the risk of, um, you know, just running this business aground so you really do need to research you know too many people run new businesses with a lot of knowledge gaps and without the the benefit of um, learning and studying and researching so i see that mistake a lot don't let that be you number three people ignore the fact that there is a learning curve with any venture any business I don't care what kind of a business guru you are with your existing business. Don't be cocky. Don't be overconfident and just try to go too big too quickly with your new business. I see that happen all the time. Just because you have invested 20 years in your existing business doesn't mean that um, you can just go rushing into this new venture, growing it too fast, growing it too quickly without pacing yourself so you need to be mindful that there is a learning curve with any business you need to pace yourself you need to realize that there will be mistakes you need to be open to those mistakes but realize that there will be mistakes um that is the reason why i would advise that you don't invest too much too soon in terms of your financial exposure to this new business. You need to try and grow it as organically as you can, okay? Because there will be mistakes. So I would rather you have cheap mistakes than very expensive ones. Expensive ones that would actually affect your core business if you are not careful. So that's a mistake I see a lot of people make um, and I would really advise that you don't do this. Again, I admit... This was a mistake that I made as well. A huge mistake. I'm still kind of licking my wounds from that experience. You know, so don't let that be you. Don't let that be you. Start slowly, start small, pace yourself, grow it organically. Number 4. Um, you know, this number 4 and number 5 are a bit contradictory, but I hope you understand what I'm going where I'm going with it. Number 4. This mistake is um, for people at the stage of um, considering what new business to even start. You know, a lot of times you are so excited about starting a new business, you ignore the opportunities in your existing business, opportunities in your existing sector, opportunities to diversify within your existing business and within your existing industry. Um, we all know about backward integration where you look into your organization and see what part of the value chain value chain um, presents some opportunities for you so i'm going to give you know some very simple um, examples so if you're in the business of fashion which i know a lot of us are um, and you make lovely dresses backward integration means you can start selling fabric like that is so simple you are already sourcing fabrics for your business right you might as well start selling some of them as well so you could start a new business that involves selling fabric you know you can sell trimmings as well you know there's so many things you can do within the value chain um you can introduce um another line you know so maybe you're making clothes for women and then you now invest in making clothes for men or start making clothes for children um you know for those of you who are running a bespoke line perfect example you can start running um a ready-to-wear line for those of you who are already running ready to wear line, you can offer more customized services and start running you know some kind of a bespoke service like there's so much you can do within the industry already without looking out of the industry um there's so much value within the, cr- the across the value chain uh, so you can take advantage of that so um what i would suggest is that you critically look at the gaps that you feel that you still have competence to fill um and then do that you know don't lose sight of the opportunities within your value chain right now within your industry right now um the benefit of this is because you're still within the industry there's some expertise you already have that you can apply within this new venture Um, Another advantage is that You probably have capacity To do that as well You know Um, And of course, finally You probably have the audience already You know, you already have a ready market For this new venture You know, and I see people do this Within the industry quite a bit You know, and I applaud it You know, people um, Just do a little bit more Within their industry Offering more services And by so doing You know, earning more money Right, so Don't lose sight of the opportunities within your existing industry and opportunities across your value chain. Okay, so the other side of the coin is this. While it seems quite obvious and easy um, to start a new venture within your existing industry, taking advantage of some of the opportunities across your value chain, you also want to be careful. Because you don't want to expose yourself to just one industry, you know. There are risks when you do that. If there is a downturn in your industry and all of your businesses are within that industry, all your income streams are within that industry, then you know you're losing out across board, right? But if you diversify and you have an income stream in another industry... So, when your existing business is going through a slump, or when your existing business is being affected by the downturn in that industry, you can lean on this other business that is in an unaffected industry, right? So, I'll give an example. Um, if, for instance, you are in the oil and gas business right now, you know, because of the crash in the price of crude oil, all the oil and gas companies and the companies that service them are in a bit of a bind right now. Okay, so for those people who only have investments in the oil and gas industry, right, they, they will be suffering a little bit right now. Okay, but if you had diversified and you had investment in oil and gas and then you had investments in other sectors, then you know, okay, while this one is going through its challenges, you know. At least I have income coming from um, another industry entirely. Um, it's the same thing for even the business of fashion. For some of us, you know, we had all our eggs in this fashion business, right? Um, and everything we did was in our store. So we had, you know, a kitty line, but it was in our store. We had our, you know, the existing adult line in our store. So right now that there's social distancing, nobody can come to your store both your kitty line and your male line and your um, existing female line they're all suffering right now okay um but i'm just giving an example with myself i had diversified to you know starting like an online course starting having digital products and even creating an online store you know so I still have business going on on my website right now. I still have business going on with my digital store. I still obviously still have business going on with my online course and with the other products that I offer along those lines. Um, so I would advise that you look at things, you know, a bit holistically. Um, I need to mention this because we are, ex- we are experiencing it right now. So it's best to mention it while the pain is still quite fresh, <laughs> you know. Um, so diversify wisely is what I'm saying. There are opportunities within your industry, but there are also risks to exposing yourself entirely to one industry. All right. So that's a mistake I see being made on both est- extremes, right? My last point, and I think this is number six, is another mistake I see people make is that they feel like if they need to start a new stream of income or to start a new business that they need to go it alone nothing could be further from the truth um, the risk of going it alone is immense um, one of the risk again like I said before is burning out and um, not being able to manage your time um, another risk is you know when you build competence in a particular business, especially if you're trying to diversify into a new industry, um, when you build competence in another industry, it takes time. You know, we talked about the learning curve and the mistakes. It takes time to learn a new skill or it takes time to understand a new industry. It takes time to understand a new way of doing things, to understand um, the marketing intelligence and consumer behavior within a new industry. Um... People sometimes feel that they have a natural intuitiveness um, regarding business. You know, there's a place for that. But there's also understanding the way an industry works, understanding the way consumers behave within an industry. And of course, understanding the learning curve and the cycle within a business. So you don't have to go it alone. You know, I would recommend you collaborate. You know at least to consider the option of collaboration when considering a new business collaborations partnerships those also help Um, when you collaborate or you partner with somebody else you know you can um, leverage on their expertise leverage on their time and also leverage on the funding that they would also possibly bring to the table Um, This is a wise way of going about things because it at least helps you manage the risk because you are both sharing the risk, you are also both sharing the rewards, you know, but it also gives you more options, right? It gives you more options. And I see people do this all the time as well, which is great. Um, Some people partner and collaborate with people within um, other industries that they are interested in, um, but they are not the face of that business right they leave that to the experts some people may be the face of the business just leveraging on maybe their own maybe on their celebrity or on you know on any kind of leverage they may have in terms of their own personal brand but they are not really doing a lot of the heavy lifting okay you know they know people who have technical expertise in this area and they allow them to do their thing and they may just be the face of the brand you could be adding value in other ways. It might be taking advantage of your network, right? You have a network of customers who you know will be able to benefit from this new stream, even though, oh, sorry, or from this new venture, even though you are not necessarily, um, it's not necessarily in the same industry, but you know that these people will benefit from this new venture. You know, so what you could be bringing to the table is your database, you know, you have a database of 10,000 people, you know, that's huge for a new business, right, so consider collaborations, consider partnerships, um, and you could go a long way with the right partner, right, a long, long way with the right partner, Um, I'm going to give an example, because I really want you to understand where I'm going with it, you know, um, there is a superstar here in Nigeria our own um, our own our very own banky w um we all know he's a is he a hip hop star or pop star i don't know i don't know much about genres of music but he's a huge superstar here um in the entertainment industry he's an actor and he's a musician and he's a singer songwriter but you know what recently um i found out that he also runs um a suya franchise isn't that interesting um for those of you who don't know what suya is it's like barbecue you know it's like barbecue so he runs like a barbecue joint right but it's a chain you know and it's called you can they didn't sponsor this but i put it out there just so you can understand it's called suya bistro anyway but he's partnering you know, he's not doing this alone, you know, so he, he mentioned this in an interview, I think, that I read recently, that he was partnering with um, another lady who has expertise in this area, who had kind of already started doing this business um, on a lower scale, you know, at a, on a, at a smaller scale, and, you know, he partnered with her, invested in that, he's kind of like the face of the business, you know, leveraging on his celebrity But this has nothing to do with the entertainment industry. He's leveraging on his celebrity quite all right, but it has nothing to do with the entertainment industry. So he's diversifying his risks, isn't he? You know, so if anything happens to the entertainment industry, he has this investment in this uh, um, food industry, you know. Um, And right now, for instance, um, with a lot of people making a lot of money from food, you know, his business is still running, right? In fact, I think he's benefiting both ways because we're still kind of listening to music, aren't we? But anyway, um, so that's an example of a collaboration outside of your core business, right? Um, Once you are open to that, then you are open to even more opportunities and more possibilities, right? Um, So that's it. That's it. That's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Um I hope this has helped you a little bit. I really would want us to as much as possible avoid some of these uh pitfalls and some of these mistakes. Um again, do your research. There's so many examples online of people who have diversified so we can we can learn from them. We have one more part. One more part cuz this is supposed to be a three-part series so there's a third part which will be coming soon the third part is going to be very interesting i'm super excited about the third part um we will be talking about passive income streams yeah passive income streams i have mentioned that that is the ideal that is the ideal passive income streams that keep working even though you don't that is the ideal that is what we all want and i'm going to be introducing somebody to talk to us on the passive income stream now i'm excited about this because this is my very first interview ever clap for me this is my very first interview ever with this podcast and um it's going to be somebody that i love and respect dearly but he is an expert in this field and he has um, spent almost 20 years of his life as an investment banker so he knows everything there is to know about making investments about mutual funds about asset management he knows all about that so he's going to come and talk to us about some passive income streams and i will tell you who he is at the next episode all right so look out for that look out for that that is going to happen real soon maybe on thursday maybe earlier i won't tell you when but look out for it you so very much for listening um as usual i would love to hear from you social distancing has got me eager to speak to people and meet people like i'm i'm going through some withdrawal symptoms right now because i'm kind of like a people person so i like to talk to people i like to meet people um i would love for you to send me an email You know just tell me what you have learned from this episode and from the series so far tell me also what else you would like me to talk about tell me how you are managing and coping at this time during the lockdown and of course if there's anything you would like me to advise you on any challenges you may be facing we are all knee deep in challenges right now aren't we but if there's anything in particular you'd like me to talk about, um, please send me an email. Send an email to tommy at TomiRotimi.com and I will respond. I will respond. Thank you to everybody who has been sending emails so far. You guys know how much I appreciate that. I just, I live to hear from you. I really do. Anyway, thank you for listening. I will be back soon with what is possibly going to be my favorite episode. Because I'm interviewing for the first time. I'm so excited. Anyway, thank you for listening. Speak to you soon. Bye.